When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following segment is from the Off Day Debrief on the SB Nation NFL Show, where we're discussing your favorite team. Subscribe to the SB Nation NFL Show to make sure you don't miss conversations like this one. Kind of just looking at it from the Rams' perspective real quick, stats. Like, I, I called in my power rankings where I ranked the Rams. We'll get to that in a bit. I called the Rams front runners, and I've been feeling that way about them. You know, they have all these big names, but it's like they're a team that if you punch them in the mouth, they get rattled they get like they can't handle it they can't they, they don't have the composure it's like if, if everything's not going perfect for them then they don't know what to do all of a sudden and I think that was clearly on display on Monday night I said this to RJ on the look ahead last week are we sure the Rams are as good as they have looked look at their schedule BOG they have beaten the Bears the Colts the Buccaneers they lost to the Cardinals they beat the Seahawks when Russ got hurt they beat the Giants the Lions and the Texans And then they have lost to the Titans, and now they have lost to the 49ers. I'm not saying the Rams are a bad team at all. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying maybe they look a little better than they are, given who they've played and how things have turned out. And I think you're right. And the 49ers said as much after the game. We know if we can be physical against this team, we can have success. And they absolutely did it. The Rams looked kind of shell-shocked, to be honest. I actually, it's funny, I was texting some people about this earlier in the week. Um about like I feel like the Rams are going to be that team this year that gets in the playoffs and this kind of game could happen to them like it's it's you know Titans don't play uh obviously in the AFC but remember like when the Titans were doing that a couple years ago when they were just hitting you in the mouth with Derrick Henry and teams didn't know what to like oh crap like it was you didn't know how to respond to that and I feel like the Rams are kind of could be that team that has that happen to them and I think that's why this loss was concerning in that regard obviously concerning too and it hurts their standing to potentially get the number one seed um yeah so I think this is definitely a a bad loss for the Rams it was troubling um now again they're front runners I think when you've seen when they have had these lead stats uh and you look at Sean McVay's like like record whatever when they go into halftime with leads like undefeated or whatever it is like when things are rolling for them they've got it and they're a hard team to beat but if they can't get that ball rolling then all of a sudden they are pretty vulnerable and to touch on Matthew Stafford here really quick some really bad throws last night uh inaccurate and uh, it's really just like bad all around because there are some drops too. He had some good throws that were just dropped on crucial third downs. Sean McVay calling a fake field goal I thought oh. was really dumb. <laughs> you give two first-round picks to get Matthew Stafford, and then you're going to put the ball in the hands of your punter instead of the quarterback you traded for. So just like really not just one thing, one reason the Rams lost, but a lot of things. Uh, but yeah, a lot of bad stuff that's troubling for the future. You're right about Stafford. He had multiple throws that could have been intercepted by the 49ers that they actually dropped. There was one where the 49ers safety, Taunoa Hufanga, literally knocks the ball out of Emmanuel Mosley's hands. That was going to be an interception. Fred Warner had one in his hands that he dropped. Like, it could have been much worse for Matthew Stafford. And you're right about that fake field. Oh, yeah, that's true. I forgot about K1 Williams catching a ball with his ass, basically, on an interception on a bogus pass interference call that they never should have called, by the way. But... The, the fake field goal, to go back to that, it made no sense because 
the Rams were letting the clock tick down. They were so spooked by the 49ers offense that they got down in the red zone. And then their biggest concern became, we just need to run this clock down because we don't want to give the ball back to the 49ers. They attempt a fake field goal with like 15 seconds left in the half. Even if they got it and converted the first down, like there wasn't going to be that much time left for them to score anyway. It was just a bizarre sequence in that situation. And I agree. You want your punter to throw the ball instead of Matt Stafford? Like, just weird, weird stuff. And I think that Shanahan's in McVay's head a little bit. Yeah, that's that's the thing about, like, even if that play works, even if the fake field goal works, like, to the extent of where you get the first down, because that's kind of what it had to be, right? Like, that's not, is that really, are they really thinking, like, touchdown or bust? I mean, you almost have to be based on, like, you know, how that outcome uh, would need to go for them. But, like, just realistically, that's, that's just not it. It's, it's you know, it's fourth and long. It's not even, like, a short distance to go. So, yeah, I thought that was really bad. Uh, just really bad game for the – and also, by the way, speaking of, like, composure and getting rattled and everything, I feel like Sean McVay looks rattled at times when things are going his way. Like, mm. You can see it on his face on the sideline where he looks like, like, I don't like how this is going. He looks annoyed, <laughs> which is, like, a human thing. And I'm not, like, trying to say, like, he shouldn't look like that. But, like – that you can see the weakness in the other head coach. I think just maybe, I don't know if that gives players confidence. As a fan, I would look at that and be like, I feel good. When Sean McVay is starting to look bad, it's like, all right, I know he knows there's issues here, and he's kind of lost his composure. I feel like, too, like, go look at it for the 49ers. I feel like if things are starting to go bad, they can get the ball to Debo Samuel or George Kittle, who can, like, break a couple tackles, just beast the guy and get a first down. For the Rams, like, who's that guy on offense that's going to just, like, take control of the game with the ball in his hands and go make a play. I, I don't know. I, it just, it had a different Robert feel. Woods, but he's not there. Maybe. And and I thought the broadcast actually did a good job last night of pointing out how the Rams like to go a tempo a lot of the time, but they couldn't do that with Odell Beckham Jr. on the field because he literally doesn't know the plays. And that's so you saw at the end of the game, later in the game, when the Rams were trying to catch up, Odell's on the sideline because they just could not do it with him in the game. And I think maybe that kind of took them out of their sort of wheelhouse early on. They had to kind of keep it slow. And I think that played into the 49ers hands. You can hear the rest of this conversation by subscribing to the SB Nation NFL Show wherever you get your podcasts.